So, before we get into today's conversation, let's welcome our guests. We have a lot of returning guests. You know, pretty much by now you should know everybody, or everybody should know everybody. We start here with the Don, the one and only Don Jorge. Hello, Don Jorge. Yo, welcome back. Well, welcome back. It's, it's, it's been a long hiatus. A lot of stuff has happened. How have you been doing? You know, how's the inflation treating you? <laughs> oh, I mean, what's it? Uh, I'm out here getting money. That's all that matters. <laughs> so none of this is really, truly, drastically impacting me in the way it is some other folk and everything. Like and those people need our biggest of empathy. But other than that, like, I mean, gas prices is kicking everybody's ass. And we just out here just trying to maintain, you know? So while everyone's losing money, you are getting money. Wow, I need to know that secret. We need to save that for later so our viewers can, our guests can know. I mean, our listeners can know. Uh, the last time I checked, this wasn't like an economics podcast, so. <laughs> okay. Thank you for that. Is there anything in particular you want to highlight to your uh, to the to the audience right, real quick? You want to say a few words to them before we, we move on to the next? Is there anything about yourself you want to give us some info about? Um, no, besides uh, get therapy. Okay, he's the same old person who says get therapy. You sound like Charlemagne the guy. Okay, <laughs> we go to Mr. Carlos. Hello, Mr. Carlos. How are you doing with the recession? Oh, not the recession with the um, with this financial crisis and inflation. Are you doing as Don Jorge says and just getting money and not being affected? Or are you one of the many Americans who are, you know, as we say, the struggle is being real for them? Uh, you know, uh, the struggle's real. Uh, to be honest, I'm much more worried about the economy as a whole uh, than I am myself, you know. But uh, I am worried that, uh, you know, the U.S. is suffering, you know, 8 to 10% inflation. And we have to remember that that is despite the dollar being one of the best performing currencies this year. Wow. So we are really getting it. I mean... Uh, the fact is, is that if there were not a global economic crisis or a global, uh, you know, geopolitical crisis in Ukraine, that probably the inflation would be worse because so many global investors would not be fleeing to the U.S. in the way that they are. Uh, I think, to be honest, inflation will only get worse. But okay. uh, I would like to highlight something. Okay. Boris Johnson, Prime Minister of the <laughs> UK, is on the way out. Uh, who knows Hooray! when? Well, uh, you know, somebody was clapping in the background. <laughs> it's almost certain that the Conservatives, the Tories, will remain in power. Uh, I mean, they will have this session, and then you know, you, they may call another election. But to be honest, Labour has been weak for twelve years, and uh, no one thinks that they'll get back in power. But yes, I'm very happy Boris Johnson is gone. He is a goof uh, in a wow. similar way that Donald Trump is. Um, but it just shows that, you know, there is a very tenuous nature at the top of a lot of our allied governments. And we've got to be very careful, especially when each of them are supporting Ukraine in different ways. And Boris Johnson was one of the biggest supporters. Wow. Where's David Cameron, okay? He's the one person who I believe exile should be a punishment for in today's age. So if he's not well, exiled, we should exile. I, I think we need to deliver Brexit. 
I think that's the first thing. No, no, okay. So you don't like Boris Johnson, but you like his Brexit agenda. That's interesting. We need to we need to come back to him. But yes, congrats on Boris Johnson for being kicked out. That the the era of Trump led or Trump Trump ish dictators seems to be going down because uh the one in uh Philippines the the turtle he stepped down to or he he finished his term so. Seems like yes, I'm not sure the replacement is much better. Speaking as someone whose grandmother grew up in Manila. Oh yeah, you okay? You know what? Let, let, let's let's not get too much into that because then it might be a touchy subject. Yeah. Let's get <laughs> <in>. Queen. <laughs> Let, let's bring in Madame Starry. Madame Starry, how, how's your vacation been? It's been a couple a couple weeks, you know. It's been wonderful. I've been enjoying the good life. Whoa, the inflation has not been affecting you either? No. No? Wow. (laughs) Wow. So, in your good life that you've been enjoying, did you come up with any concrete, uh, what's it called, predictions for us? Because, you know, here, I I just want any prediction. Can you tell me that something good is coming? Because, you know, we heard your wish doctor from the past seasons and we've not had any concrete uh, wishes or any concrete predictions. So, did your time away deliver you any concrete predictions for us? Well, you can't make predictions in life because uh, God is in control and that's the, the wild card. You can do everything you can and predict whatever you can, but then there's a force of nature called God that can come in and just screw up everything. So, okay. no, you can't make predictions. So, you know what? I think boo! we're gonna... Boo! Yeah, <laughs> we, we, I agree with the crowd with the boo. We're gonna have to wait for these predictions because we're waiting for some magic and we wait for it to come. Well, so, there is a full moon coming. Okay, so, so I was gonna say something no, no, uh, uh, I can predict that. No, notice about that you want to say about yourself or something you want to tell us. Yeah, Go ahead. the full moon coming. So it's going to be the biggest and the brightest moon of this year. When is the moon coming? July 14th. Okay, July 14th. Okay, this might be released before that. Okay. Yeah. And I would just say that it's going to bring a lot of extreme emotions and extra sensitivity. So we should be very focused on how we're acting and feeling and try to stay grounded in these so, emotions. So if you're angry on the 14th, let's why. blame it on that moon. <laughs> blame it on the moon, guys. Madam, sorry, when is Mer- Mercury going to be in Gatorade again? Because <laughs> <laughs> when is Mercury coming back? So it's been a while. So before we get into our topic for today, which is a very controversial topic, there's another one that I want just to briefly touch on because this seemed to change the whole fabric of society in America. Um, and that is the decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. So I will start off here and give uh, my, 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 my initial thoughts to it and I'll just put it on the floor just to see how you guys feel. Um, I honestly do not care about abortion, do not mind abortion, uh, do not mind not having abortion because I'm a man. What I care about or worry about is the fact that there's no precedence anymore in the Supreme Court. Everything just seems to get overturned. And it seems like at one point we're going to have a 9-0 majority in the court and everything is just going to go one way. So that's my my thoughts on that. We go to Mr. Carlos. What's your thoughts on the Roe v. Wade decision? I'm very pleased about the Roe v. Wade decision. Uh, I think that choices like that should be returned to the states. I don't think that necessarily the federal government has any say in that. Um, You know, if I'm personally asked, I am more or less in favor of a law like Florida is suggesting. Uh, They currently uh, restrict abortion at 24 weeks and they want to do it at 15. Uh, You know, I think around the four month mark is reasonable, but, you know, at the end of the day, I also don't like the government regulates people's bodies 
And I don't like that the states would do that. But, you know, in a democratic republic like ours, we have the ability to vote with our feet and we can move and we can go to states or fly to states or drive to states to, you know, get. Oh, so if, if they don't offered. like the state's rules, they should go somewhere else. Uh, I think that generally, yes. I mean, I was speaking to my Cuban Uber driver today and he was saying that that's a great thing that the U.S. has that, that in other places, the government just screws you over no matter where you live. But if you live in Florida, the business climate is a lot different than it is in California. And it's a lot different than it is in uh, New York. And that's why a lot of people from those states are moving here. So, Madam Starry, what's your thought on Roe v. Wade overturning the right to legal abortion for women? You're the only one on the podcast here today. So just give us your thoughts. Okay, so my personal thought is that um, I think that after having a child that my my thoughts have changed before I was very pro-choice. Now I think that there has to be some middle ground where it's like maybe no further than um, 16 weeks or so. So you kind of with, yeah. you know, uh, Mr. Carlos here and yeah. the Florida law where it's like you want to put some certain yeah. weeks Because on we it. Have to, we, we do have to acknowledge life for what it is at some point, you know, and it's just kind of a debate around like when does life start? The answer to that is actually at conception. And oh, so fact, now you use but, it, okay. But because we're living in this society, which is why I say giving people time and to, to make that decision because in a natural life, well, you're just going to have the baby <laughs> no matter what. But in this society, it's very hard. And there's a lot of things that put women down and having a career prevents you from being a good mother. In some cases, you might get raped. Like, you do need time to make a decision. Don Jorge, do you agree oh. with two people who say... That the Supreme Court's decision to overturn the right to legal abortion is justified. Uh, first of all, I think as a man, my opinion on this should not carry as much weight as you know those who would be typically affected by this overturning. Um, as for my general opinions, though you know irrelevant in this matter, I think the idea of states' rights defeats the purpose of having a union. It doesn't make sense to me to have the concept of equality, you know, liberty and justice for all in a country like this. But in, depending on where you live depends on what will, will affect what kind of rights you have. So it doesn't seem to make any sort of sense. My personal feeling when it comes to uh, what's it, abortion, though irrelevant, but I'm going to tell you it anyway. <laughs> I think, shout out to my own girl, Ashley, for this one. <laughs> She was the one that told me, what's it? And I quote, I am pro-abortion. Mind you, Ashley has a kid now, so she's chilling now. But as her st stance was then, and I can imagine it being now, I am pro-abortion. Does that mean pro-choice? No, she means pro-abortion. Reason being, some people just don't need to be born. Wow. I think it, we just we need to have honest and more in-depth conversations about the concept of personhood and life. And I think that's a deep philosophical concept in and of itself. But to remain neutral in that point, the idea of having of, of somebody having the bodily autonomy to make that choice of whether or not they want to have that child is paramount and is foundational to any other human right. I must only disagree there with one point that you said that men should not have a say or should not necessarily be the ones you know having to say on this i disagree because i believe it takes two to make a baby we often forget about the man's role in this for now for any man 
who gets a girl pregnant you also cannot legally get rid of that baby so that's like it comes down to you now you are forced to take care of this baby or go through child support so just putting that out there that i feel like you know both sexes should be considered when it comes to this case i'd agree to that Okay. That's a, I guess another episode. How? Let's, go ahead. How? How? How what? How can you involve the man in that decision? Well, I'm saying that if the lady chooses or not to keep it or to get rid of it, it still comes back to the man. If she chooses to keep it, he has to pay child support. Mm-hmm. If she chooses to get rid of it, he has to live without his his kid. That hurts a lot. So it's like, he should still have a say in that. I understand the society that you have, that it's the woman's choice. Yes, it's her body. But in the end, we need to have a say. She gave you her body to use for this, you know, experiment that led into having a baby. So it's like... like, If you're saying like casual sex. Yeah. You're saying like both of you are equally entitled. She lets you come in her. So she, you are equally entitled to making the decision. Yeah. As opposed to like rape where... Yes. As opposed to rape where, yes. But I just don't think there's a practical way to do it. Well, because, we go ahead. Well, I mean, you can change maybe child support laws, but I don't think you can involve the man in the decision to keep the child or not. Well, they can like charge men for women who get abortions. I don't think. I don't think you can charge a man. Look at that. us. Look but at that's what I'm saying. They should do that, and maybe they might think of it differently. If they charge a man for your that woman choosing to have an abortion, maybe you think about who you go and have a baby with. You know. Look at us, a bunch of niggas arguing about women. <laughs> okay, let's move on <laughs> to the the most pressing issue that we're gonna discuss today. Um, recently, Jay Z and and some lawmakers introduced a law. Uh, in the New York uh, Congress, which would effectively ban prosecutors from using rap lyrics as evidence in cases in court. What we're going to talk about here is the idea that rap lyrics are being seen as a protected status that cannot be used in court against these people. These are rappers. Especially, we're going to touch on Young Thug and Gunna. I'm just going to go over the case a little bit for you guys who don't know. In Atlanta, Fulton County especially, there's been a 60% rise in violent crime. They've been trying to figure out what's going on. And they've been watching this, uh, this gang called Young Slime Life, which is also the name of Young, which is also synonymous with Young Thug's label, which is Young Stoner Life. And they said, since 2012, this organization is responsible for 100 crimes, 50 of them being murders. They're also responsible for a lot of home invasion style robberies, drive-by shootings, and selling drugs. So Young Thug here, he's been arrested. The most serious charge that he's been charged with is having his name on the rental car that was used in a drive-by shooting, Slime Life killed somebody from a rival gang. And now the prosecution is using his social media posts, his Instagram, his music to tie it in to say that, hey, this guy, even though we've not caught him with evidence of saying that he committed this crime, we have evidence to believe that he is the leader of this gang. And part of the evidence includes his music. 
So, first thing I'll go to, I'll go to Madam Starry here. What side are you on when it comes to using rap lyrics against rappers in their court proceedings? I don't really believe that we should be using rap lyrics. And a lot of the times, they don't really mean it. They're actually not living that lifestyle. Or it doesn't even matter because it's it's other people above them who are profiting off of their lyrics and their music. So it's kind of like we've we've had this music, this violent music for a long time. And why would this case be any different in terms of lyrics? So you saying, how is this any different from any other rapper just doing this? I'm saying that we allow violence and horrible things in, in rap music all the time. And so if someone's talking about killing and murder and like catching a body and like all these, that's normal part of the rap genre. So, so. <laughs> it's normal for them to talk about this. Shouldn't it be right for us to then use it in the court? I'll no, come back to you. because everyone does this. So to say we should use this, it's like, well, you're going to have to go and charge everybody for, for everything they say. So if everybody commits a crime, then we should not charge anybody with a crime then because everybody's doing the same thing? I'd say the crime, the crime definitely. If there's a crime committed, then definitely. But I'm saying lyrics. Okay, Mr. Carlos, what's, what's your point of view on this? Um, I mean, I think that you should certainly have freedom of speech to say what you want but anything you say can and will be used against you as the miranda rights go yeah so i mean i'm not in favor of just using general rap lyrics to indict someone's character but if you can maybe you know uh tie in something very specific that refers to uh, a crime that you have evidence for, then maybe, you know, that could, you know, serve to, uh, you know, further evidence the, the charge against them. But, you know, I'm not sure that it's that useful um, because the RICO was originally used to get mobsters who were talking about specific crimes. And I don't think you can use this statute in the same way when he's not talking to someone else. I mean, about any specific crime, like any collusion, anything like that, it would have to be self-expressed that he committed a crime and you okay. know you can use his words against him but i'm not sure the recall applies here before we go on to don jorge here i'm gonna let you know what the prosecution both of you madam starry and mr carlos i'll let you know what the prosecution said was the reason for including their lyrics they said young tug's lyrics showed that he's preserving protecting and enhancing their reputation their reputation power territory of this criminal enterprise the gang as well as demonstrating an alliance to the enterprise and a willingness to engage in behalf and and violence on its behalf so they're saying here is that they are engaging in a bunch of acts like all this music lyrics and all these you know show of uh clothes on instagram tattoos and all this it is perpetrating the idea that they are a gang it's further solidifying their gang that he's the leader of the gang and if you see the leader of the gang you know giving you messages in music it makes the gang stronger so let's go to uh uh don jorge real quick don jorge what's your point of view on this oh well i want to reference back to the whole idea about you know the miranda rights thing you know anything you say or do can will be used against you in a court of law that's only in reference to once you become arrested not necessarily just generally speaking that would just not apply the entire first amendment altogether 
Um, but in, as far as this particular instance, I'm kind of leaning on the side of what Matt Upstari was, was saying, where in which at the end of the day, it's artistic expression. We can't say that we're a country over here that values the fr freedom of speech while at the same time, we will utilize the things that you do to kind of express yourself through your art, however, like, you know, horrific or violent or deplorable you may find it at the end of the day, especially when we're talking about something that is, you know, close to impoverished uh, and marginalized communities as the hip hop community, it's a reflection of what these people can relate to. So these images and lyrics and all the kind of stuff and all that that comes with the territory, it will be ugly. So regardless, this is more so more utilization of these sorts of things are more of a ploy to play on the sensibilities of a jury that is trying to be swayed to already thinking that this person is, you know, less than human being to be to be demonized in the court of law without any particular sufficient evidence to, that will point them to whatever crimes they're being accused of doing. Everything that's being put forth is all alleged. As far as if we're going under the idea of innocent until proven guilty, everything that's being put forth against uh, Young Thug, Gunna, and all the people under YSO, all alleged. You, it is up to the state to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that all this that they're talking about is linked to Young Thug and is truly, you know, he is truly behind everything that they're saying that he's, that he's behind. And the music lyrics should be a secondary thing rather than, rather than a primary uh, primary source of evidence to link him to any particular crimes. And only it can be used secondarily if the lyrics in question intricately detail the events of, of specific crimes. Okay. But let, let, let me let me enter you on that one. So specifically one of the issues being at hand here is that the prosecution believes that Young Thug is such a great leader that he cleans up again uh, cleans up his uh, his evidence. That it's so hard to find certain evidence against them. And this is a, one lyric that I'm going to say that he says here. He says on the song, Anybody. I never killed anybody, but I got something to do with that body. I told them to shoot a hundred rounds. These are his lyrics in his song in okay. uh, 2018. Where he says okay. in here that I never killed anybody, but I got something to do with that body. And the prosecution says, we are finding it hard to find evidence that he killed anybody. But we have a lot of evidence to say that he has something to do with some bodies. And that's not, this that's lyric a, be further proof that he was, you know, aware no, of that, this? No, that sounds like a more of a, a, a state problem than it is a young thug problem, okay? Anything with, when we're coming to, when it comes to song lyrics can all be speculative. I can write it off as um artistic expression. Again, it has to be intricately detailed and match along with the evidence that they have. If they don't have any evidence to, to link this person with a particular crime, then what are we arguing over here? The burden is on the state to establish evidence, and it seems like a pretty lazy ploy to me to go upon and look at rap lyrics to just to, to uh, connect them with particular crimes. But it lyrics are very specific. The, what's what? How is that specific, really? He said, "I, I, I can literally say the same. I, I can literally say the body. same thing. It's speculative." But if you're being accused of being a gang boss and you're saying this, doesn't that bode well? Doesn't that kind of factor in? Your, the, the accusations came after the fact. I can simply, okay. I can literally say the same lyrics, and then someone can out of nowhere scoop me up and then use the same thing, even though I had nothing to do with it. In if we're talking like honestly speaking, so again, this is completely and totally speculative. Unless 
we're going to need sufficient evidence and i don't think lyrics should be a, a primary source of sufficient evidence to link anybody to any particular crime okay i'll go to you mr carlos so we were talking about the freedom the freedom of speech it says that we have the freedom of speech but we can't yell fire in a crowded theater there seems to be limitations on speech so why can't we have limitations on this freedom of speech here oh you can you just maybe they just may be used against you in court and it should be used against you in the court wouldn't you agree yes i mean i would agree with uh the previous speaker sorry i forgot his name um but you know it should not be used as primary evidence i mean that you rap about killing somebody is not evidence at all that you killed somebody so this is not evidence to say that he committed any crimes let me just get this clear the lyrics is saying that it's evidence to say that he is that he's involved enterprise a criminal enterprise that is directly tied to his music label so he's releasing music but it's actually gang you know gang songs or gang communications uh you know you can do that but i'm sorry what you said you can communicate in that way but i don't see how you can't expect that it will not be used against you in court yeah i i definitely agree with mr carlos there is that you know people can say what they want to say but then it could be used against them like for example i always think like hey if there was um some racist people making songs about like wanting to kill black people that would be very hurtful you know to the black community and we'd probably be like hey let's go and look into this and see what the, these people are talking about to see if they they've actually So you're saying without things. evidence if there's some racist cops let's say yeah. saying make make a song about hey let's kill black people and we have yeah. no evidence wouldn't you, you I think I would want to investigate you think would still, wouldn't we get upset you know um, You could post that question to uh Don Jorge what do you say? So Don Jorge she was posed a Madam Star was posing a question here she said what if there was a, a situation where there is a, a, a police person who is not acting within the official capacity as a police man and makes a song that details, you know, wanting to kill a particular race of people, not because of their race, but just saying that, hey, you know what, I'm going to kill these people. How would the reaction be? Wouldn't we want to investigate his, 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 his claims, even though it's just a freedom of expression? Uh, what you can investigate all you want. Can this person be charged? So you saying that his 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 music should not be used in his trial. What's it? Did this person eventually did carry out the said act? Let's say they did. What's it? If they did carry out said act and this is one of those situations where in which like it, you can see it being appropriate because there is they've left not just, you know, what's it? evidence and all stuff that kind of links this person to the crime. I think the song itself in this particular instance is secondary to everything else that we believe to be true about this individual regarding the, linking them to the particular uh, crime in question so okay i think i think this also again proves our uh, what's it illustrates the point that we're making that okay sure you can say what's it we should look into the music but i don't think the music is the primary thing that's going to link this person to the crime that's being investigated okay One more before I get deeper into it. I read one more lyric to you. They said in the song Ready Really Be Slime, it says, "We slime and committing them crimes." 
hop out and shoot. Rolling up for the gang. Go catch a body. So, okay. what, what is your reaction okay. to this? Again, okay, speculative. I can say that and just be artistic expression. Simple as that. Okay. Uh, Mr. Carlos, what do you say to that? With those type of lyrics that he's saying, we slime and committing them crimes, hop out and shoot, rolling up for the gang. In this lyric, he admits to being a gang, which they're, you know, they're accusing him of, but he says it in there that they are a gang. And he also says we're committing them crimes and they're being accused of committing crimes. Uh, it's not enough. But, uh, you know, I mean, if I were a jury member, I would think that it pretty much solidifies the fact that this is a gang member. But of course, in reading about it, I think in the lawyer's statement, they said that being a gang member, or as they like to call it, being a member of a community organization, is not illegal so you know that's just not enough i mean you can say you commit crimes you roll up on people you shoot guns but if they don't have any evidence of that other than you know you, you having rented the car that was used to shoot somebody uh you know it perhaps it's not enough but it doesn't look good so you, you say you, you i mean you, you have to be able to use it Yep. It quacks like a duck, looks like a duck. We do not say it's a duck until we have concrete evidence that it's a duck. <laughs> Beyond reasonable doubt, right? What do you say to them, Madam Starry? We slide yeah. and committing them crimes, hop out and shoot, rolling up for the gang. Go catch a body. I think it's really sad that this is like he's talking, obviously talking about killing other black people and he's a black person and it's just black on black crime and it's it's just sad that that we allow this as as black people like we don't have standards and we keep you know and people are profiting off of this music and these are ideas that are infecting our youth and it's just sad that no one's like hey let's put a stop to this like it just hurts altogether and i i don't see how they could charge him for anything unless like there was actual crime for so, sure but i still think we should not allow people to be talking like this and i think it's very um, I guess stupid to brag about crimes you have committed and even to lie about crimes that you have committed. Okay, let me bring another layer in here now. There have been people arrested previously for crimes they actually committed. There was a guy who got arrested for shooting a cop when the cop was approaching him in the car, it was a traffic stop. There was another guy who got arrested for actually carrying out the shooting of a rival gang member. What these people all had in common is that they were rapping YSL, Young Slum Life, or Young uh, Stoner Life, or Young Slime Life, they were repping YSL. And their point of view here is that the most famous person in YSL is Young Thug. So if you're friends with these people who are all committing crimes and going to jail, and now we find out that you are responsible for renting out a car that was used to carry out a hit, isn't that enough evidence to say that he is in a gang? I mean, we're talking about something completely different from the rap lyrics. We're talking about the evidence that's being presented right then and there and not the lyrics themselves. Again, the lyrics primary evidence, the, the the evidence itself should, the primary evidence should take precedent over anything else in regards to convincing a jury that this person committed the crimes that we're, what we're talking about. But when we look to like cases like OJ, the primary evidence was not what got the, the case overturned. 
It was a secondary evidence of the whole idea that the cops are corrupt. It was stuff that had nothing to do with the case. It was finding out that, you know, this cop had uh, had said certain things. He had said the N-word one time in a recording. And now the jury was kind of swayed with them. I'm saying that isn't that the court proceeding to yeah, sway the do. jury mm-hmm. with, you know, uh, secondary information? Yes, but secondary information like that isn't, uh, what's it, uh, put jeopardizing your fundamental right as an American. What right is that? Freedom of speech. We've, done, we've talked about this already. But there's limitations on that speech. But to, but we're talking about artistic expression here. So there's no limit. Is, should, arti- should artistic expression be considered a limitation on freedom of speech? I am asking. Yeah. See the question. Should artistic expression be considered one of those limitations for uh, for freedom of speech? Because the limitations that we currently have when it comes to freedom of speech are uh, what's the speech that we use. With the intent to harm, you know, what's it, fighting words, you know, what's it, saying that you're going to go kill somebody, like not in the the context of a song, but in a direct threat to someone. Okay. Okay, well, here's the problem, is that who defines artistic expression? Right. Because I could define artistic expression as blowing up a bridge. (laughs) Exactly. Art is anything you want it to be. That's why it's art. So I can say fire is anything. It's, there's no boundaries when it comes to art. So yes, I would I would say that um, the First Amendment should apply to artistic expression. So you're saying the limitation should apply. Yeah. yeah. So when it comes to artistic expression, we should not I don't have it protected. Have, no. One of the lyrics that also um, got them refused bond recently was the fact that they have a song out called "Take It to Trial." <laughs> it says here. Take this ish to mother effing trial for the slimes. You know I kill. Trial, I done beat it twice. He's talking about a case, which he actually has beat two different cases. One was for like possession of methamphetamine and one was for, I think, possession of a firearm or something like that. So he says, I done beat it twice. State, I'm undefeated. Bitch, a nigga, I shoot at your mommy. Take it to trial. We gonna whack him. Pay for his casket only if we whack him. I'm prepared to take you down. Down. That slime <laughs> doctor, shit is that doctor, Bob shit. Doctor, this is this is getting to the point where it's like I can defend this all the way through. And then like you're gonna come out and be like, oh, we have another lyric that says, I killed this person by this thing right <laughs> so here. here. You get where I'm going with this. And I'm like, God, dude, I didn't know you were you're right. Fuck. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. But you get what I'm saying here is that at what point are we going to look at these lyrics and look at it like it's same fire in a crowded theater? A lot uh, from everything that you mentioned prior to has always been an artistic expression in my eyes. You can, we okay. can speculate all we want in regards to what, what it could mean. See, my problem is he put actual facts in the song. And like, why are you putting actual facts in there and you don't want us to look at the other stuff as real too? What are the actual facts? He beat the case twice. He says, what is the case? Beat what case? (laughs) (laughs) My goodness. He says, trial, I done beat it twice. We know he's been to trial twice. Yes. Okay. And we don't know which trial he's talking about. You're right. But shouldn't that factor in? Let's get Mr. Carlos in here. Mr. Carlos, what do you think of this? That at what point are we going to say, hey, no, these lyrics are drawing a red flag. Red flag, you know, we got to pay attention. I'm not sure that's for government to do. Oh, word. Um, I mean, I, you know, you can, of course, use lyrics against people in court. 
I mean, I, don't, I mean, you can use people's writings against them in court. Yeah. You can use people's intent to kill or, you know, intent to, you know, perhaps commit some act of violence on a school or something. And you can, of course, use that against people in court, even preventatively. Yeah. But you can't, you know, I mean, you can't stop people from saying what they want. And especially, especially if they're only alluding to things and it's infecting the minds of the youth, this is not a country where you can do that, where you can stop people from infecting other people. Okay, so this is my question here. Where are we drawing the line? You know, they are wearing YSL jewelry, they're throwing up YSL signs, they're, you know, putting pictures up on the Instagram, they're putting in the music, they're putting in everything. And they're very good at hiding it. So at what point are we going to say these are criminals who need to be checked? When we find evidence of them doing the crime? Yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah. When they have, we have find evidence of them doing crimes. This Simple is America. That. You can't touch them. So, so if, let's say, that there was evidence, there was a witness that tied them to a crime. Let's say it tied Young Tug to the one who... Uh, uh, oh, actually, wait. There is some evidence. Let me point this out to you guys. There's uh, some of there's a conversation that they recorded of Young Tug calling somebody in jail who's supposed to be a slime gang member. And he was ordering him or they say order him, quote unquote. He said, I got 25 M's on a nigga in reference to YFN Lucci, who is seen as a rival gang member. So with that phone call, you're still not convinced. What's it? The phone call in and of itself is separate from the lyrics. If what we're d- talking about and debating at this point is the utilization of lyrics, that's a separate thing from is this person guilty of the crimes in question based upon the evidence that we have beyond the lyrics. So if you want to utilize something like that, I mean, that's something to consider. A phone, if you have phone, uh, if you have obtained phone records that cannot be um, disbarred from u- being utilized in court, then that's em- evidence to consider. So what I'm saying here is that we can't tie that phone recording and say, okay, he said, I never killed nobody, but I got something to do with that body to tie to the phone call saying, hey, look, when he said this lyrics, he was not talking about artistic expression. He was talking about something that he actually does. Uh, what's it? When we're talking about that particular lyric, what body are we talking about in particular? And oh, again, okay. it could okay. be artistic. It could be also be given a lot of artistic expression there. It could also be artistic expression because it's like, okay, I lied. I, again, as Madam Starry said prior to, so many rappers lie in their lyrics. So many rappers drive around in cars that aren't theirs in their videos. I mean, a lot of it in the, in the artistic expression is to create a facade about a lifestyle that many of these people aren't necessarily living, or a lot of it is highly exaggerated. So, I mean, like, again, it becomes hard to decipher what is real and what's not. And as Carlos would say, it's not for the government to decide what is real and what is not through someone's own art. Okay, this is for you, Madam Starry. There are some cases, though, that the government has used lyrics against people in court. The very famous one, well, there's a couple famous ones. We know uh, Boosie, when he was on death row, mm. his lyrics was used against him in court unsuccessfully because he beat the case. You know, shout out to Boosie. And then we have Bobby Schmutter, who recently got out of jail. We all know him for that hit song, right? Yeah, that was one of my favorite songs. One of your favorite <laughs> songs. How come he goes to jail for using his words? No one bats an eyelid. Can we just Why? take a moment to imagine Madam Starry doing the schmutty dance? <laughs> <laughs> a 
about a week ago. You were singing on to it, but he was he was confessing he was a crime. About killing a body. He was confessing to a crime. Yeah. So where's the precedent that he can get sentenced for this, yeah. but the others cannot? Yeah, no. People, people can. They can and they should. And I think we have to have some type of standard. But then again, ooh, it's really tricky because in America, you can do a lot of stuff and not get in trouble until you actually have hardcore, solid evidence, you know, beyond reasonable doubt, you know. So it's, it's really tricky. Okay, I'll go to you. Uh... Mr. Carlos, what about those who say, you know, when you see warning signs, you got to stop it. For example, I point to a case, Rick Ross and his song. He said, uh, what's it called in the song? You don't even know it. What's it called? Oh, my uh, God. You're going to pull it. She didn't even know it. I took it home and enjoyed that. She didn't even know it. And then in a, 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 a year or two after that, his bodyguard, was sued and he was sued for his bodyguard raping a woman by drugging her with something. So, Mr. Carlos, back to you. What about those who say, for example, that the lyrics are foreshadowing, that we should pay attention to these lyrics because these people are telling on themselves and they need to be checked? Fine. You know, (laughs) (laughs) you know, fine. If, 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 I don't know who's going to spend resources to like, check all the songs and then go after the people and see if there are points of reference ready for that the government has resources for this all right well then they should go for it but i don't think that this is the best strategy you don't think so they're literally no. us, like it's not like back in the day where they would say oh you know what i did this they're literally saying if if osama bin laden released the mixtape saying hey twin towers they're going down <laughs> Wouldn't you want somebody to look at those Twin Towers a second time? Yeah, well, I mean, of course, if people get very specific and they foreshadow what they're going to do, but if they speak about what they've done, that's perhaps a different thing. I mean, it speaks to what they're capable of, but I don't know. I mean, it feels like they're going after a lot of these these high-profile people because they can, but is this the most efficient use of their resources? I don't I don't believe in the utilization of the prosecution to the fullest extent of the law using post hoc rationalization to justify arresting someone. Okay. Let me play devil's advocate for a second on the side of those uh the families of these people who've been killed. Nigga, you've been playing devil's advocate this entire time. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Let me just let me let me just get real here. I'm saying what let's put our shoes in the families of those losing loved ones and have to listen. I know we've had this conversation with drill music, but in specifically with Young Thug, with all this support he's getting, especially from you guys, you know, with the artistic expression and the family who was over there looking like, hey, he's going to get away with this and he's going to do it again because he's so good at this. At what point are we going to say that this RICO Act, act which was put there for mob bosses, is going to apply to somebody who is running his organization as a mob boss? Like, what about the families of those who've lost their loved ones? Shouldn't they be entitled to all the resources the law can to prosecute this person? The families of the loved ones are entitled to justice, but they are entitled to justice through the right means of obtaining that justice and not some shorthanded way that may potentially jail someone who didn't do anything. I feel like if it was, you know, if I was in that situation personally, I would definitely want people to look at these lyrics 
you know, if say my son was someone who was, oh, God forbid, someone who was killed by this mob guy or he ordered the shots or some gang thing, I would be so hurt. And, you know, a lot of times... Let, let me interject. Let me, let me just give you a lyric so you can think about that hurt and pain. In yeah, this thing, how, how do you find all these lyrics? I killed his man in front of his mama. Like, F, little brother, sister, and cousin. I shoot out, kill him, not leaving a trace. Dissect your body like a science class. Screw it. Take it to trial. F the judge. How would you feel if you just lost a, yeah. a, a loved one and you hear yeah. this person saying this in their song? And a lot of the times those mothers are scared to even come out and speak. Like people are scared when you have this gang violence to say anything. And now there's a situation where they've uncovered some, at least some evidence and they're looking at this guy. It's like, maybe this is the only chance. But I think it's definitely something to investigate for sure and to keep looking at because we can't, we can't allow that to happen if it is happening. Or, no, who's going to stop people from making those awful lyrics? Well, if that's what the, the, the other side is saying, is that if we start right now prosecuting people for those lyrics, they might be careful what they say. If you're going to, you know, you're going to get it. Well, but are you prosecuting them for the lyrics or are you prosecuting them for crimes? Right. The lyrics are put in the perception that they are lawless people who would engage in crimes. So even if we might not find evidence of a crime, just know that these people might just be very good at hiding that crime because they say so in their lyrics. They said that they hide it. Yeah. Yeah, but what do you charge them with? That's the RICO. <laughs> You're right. What do you charge them with? They charge them with the RICO. So they're saying here that there's these members of the gang who commit crimes. Let's say they're the ones who just go out and do the killing. And there's other members of the gang who do the executive stuff, who sit, you know, there, write songs, write lyrics, and just call the shots. That they're lucky to find a little bit of evidence that ties him to a shooting. That's the closest they've come. And they're saying, hey, at this point, it's been, what, uh, seven years. The only reason they rushed to put the indictment out is because recently there was a cop that got shot by one of these gang members. So they're like, hey, you know what? This is getting out of hand, like I said. The, the crime rate has, has gone up 60% in Atlanta. So the prosecutors are like, hey, we got to think about these black families. Well, I mean, I think you should go after gang members, but you should go after them for specific crimes. Rico, in this case, I don't know. I don't really know enough to say, but it seems tenuous. I guess something that bothers me is like, why aren't they talking about the, the people promoting this music, the ones investing in it? Like, is it, um, I know it's his label, the, the YSL, but it's under an umbrella of, of, I think it's like 300 Entertainment. Is that, is that? Yeah, 300 Entertainment and is the, yeah. Warner Brothers. And the Warner is the And they all allow, like you can't, as someone, right? As an artist, you can't just release music. Like the, you have to get approval. So it's like, what about these people who are saying, yes, approve this, like put this music out there and let's make music videos and let's put on the radio. And let's like, these people should be just as guilty. I feel like, cause it's like, they're part, they're almost part of this whole gang gang thing to me. And they're profiting off of these, these songs. They're profit, profiting off of artistic expression. 
as is with literally every other what's it record company. That's literally their job. You well, keep going back to that artistic expression. They need to have. I will live limits, and die by it because they. I, I feel like they need to have limits too, and they should be held accountable. It's kind of like okay, this guy Young Thug, he's not even at the top. It's like if he is doing this gang thing, they obviously know about it. The record label above him. They know about it. Like how? Maybe, maybe it? not. But we can't assume that he is. This is the question? Is the thing okay? But again, I this I was going to save this from our concluding remark. But like, if this person really and truly is doing the things that he's being accused of doing, he should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. But we should not set the precedent that he's being considered guilty, namely for his lyrics. We should be considering him guilty based upon the evidence being presented that he's doing these things. Until then, everything is alleged. Everything is speculative in regards to how we're looking at his lyrics. Yeah. Final point. Is there no accountability for what we say when it comes to artistic, artistic expression? Yes, like there, is a, there is accountability, okay? We had a whole <laughs> episode about cancel culture just a while ago. Yeah. So we did like, a drill, remember drill music? Were you on that episode? No. No, he wasn't. Oh. But no, so you're saying there is, a, I'm saying, but there's no legal accountability. You're saying when it comes to law, we should still hold the law to the strict standards. The law should not, you know, for example, the judge refused him bond because he heard the lyrics that says F the judge. That should not factor in him, in him giving him bond or not like we should not factor that these you set a dangerous precedent when you allow for these things to kind of happen when you want shortcuts and the utilization to violate someone's first amendment rights and liberties in order to just to uh what's an incarcerate this person like then what is the like again artistic expression becomes jeopardized at that point like what is hip-hop anymore at this point okay mr carlos to pose that question to you then do you believe that music or hip hop or just artistic expression cannot exist without putting violence in it, Mr. Collins? Well, yeah. I mean, clearly the violence appeals to certain people, and typically those people are socioeconomically struggling, and they find ways to make money in, uh, we'll call it surreptitious ways, <laughs> but. You know, I mean, I don't under you, you, you cannot stop people from saying what they want in a song and releasing it to the public. Like you can't stop people from writing a paper and releasing it to the public unless it's directly threatening. But if it's just bad or horrific, you can't stop them. Okay. It's not the place of the government. It's the place of the, the society to reject it and to make it economically not profitable and mm. not worth pursuing. For once, I'm agreeing with the libertarian on the on on a panel. So he's you're pointing out that the the burden of proof should not be upon these. These people can say whatever, be artistic as possible. The law should still just do the law's job. The law should not be over here, you know, guessing what art is what. And what's saying what, right? The law shouldn't be trampling on our freedom in order for us, in order for them to get a body. Even if that yeah. that means that we save a couple other bodies. No, you have to preserve. You have to preserve our maximum rights. 
Okay. Because you, you because you can't only have you can't have part rights. You have to have it one way or the other. And we've chosen one way. A lot of countries have chosen the other one, but we have chosen one way. And we look down upon those countries that have cho chosen the other way. This doesn't make us any better the moment we kind of decide that, hey, now we want to be a, an authoritarian regime that can just like jail people based on things we don't like to hear. Exactly, because then because then the government gets to draw the line. So they don't get to draw the line. Okay, Madam Starry. So we let in these people go by in spite of them saying this stuff that, you know, the victims and their parents and their family know that they did this. They have no evidence to back it. And everybody's saying that's just art. They're not talking to you. Just just look past it. Mm. What do you say to that? I mean, that's the, that's what it is. And that's the legal system that we have that allows us to do these things where you need beyond reasonable doubts to be convicted. So, so the family, right, who received money from Young Talk for a casket because he says we're going to whack him, pay for his <laughs> casket, only if we whack him. Yeah. That family should not to assume that he did whack him. To be honest with you, okay, this, I, I do think these are true, true lyrics. I don't think it's artistic expression, but that's my personal opinion. And that's where the problem is, is that it feels like within the legal system, you, you can't have an opinion. You have to have actual facts and, and, and evidence to back up, you know, those words. So it's not like I, I can't really say anything because that's just how the law is. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But if it were up to me, I would say, oh, this is unacceptable. But you go with the law. Yeah, there's no nothing I can do about the law. To conclude, I think everybody here pretty much seems to be on the same page that you agree. Unless Young Tuck said, <laughs> I killed sub uh, subject A or victim A in with uh, weapon A at this time <laughs> in his lyric. Then we don't factor that in, right? It's uh, very specific and it is what's it coinciding with the evidence that they have on hand. And if it's going to be used, it is secondary evidence, not primary. Everybody, and let's <laughs> not listen to young thugs. What I'm sorry? It's just uncomfortable. This whole topic made me uncomfortable. Especially when you kept quoting. <laughs> Because <laughs> yeah, it was rough every time it got. I am quoting his it's lyrics. It's like you make us seem like we're terrible people for that. I am just quoting the lyrics of this. I know. And and uh, oh. Don Ho is right. These are all allegations. I know. But his lyrics make it seem Ooh. like you don't have to assume. He says it in there. I know. He says it all. He says everything. <laughs> but it's not specific. And plus, because if he, you know. He's at the top of the gang. He doesn't do anything. You can't connect anything to him. He just calls the shots. But we'll never know. I guess it's a mystery. But I'm sure his sales will go up. He'll probably make more money from this whole situation. I don't think he'll end up in jail. Do you guys think he'll end up in jail? Listen, we don't know. I don't know. I don't, uh, I don't know. My I guess it does end up in jail. Yeah. I say, you know, he's going to end up there. I think it's on evidence. I mean, I think there's a lot of nefarious things going on there. That's true. There's and, a lot of evidence we're not but seeing. But not for him. Oh, you think there could be more evidence Once coming. the trial starts, we might have more evidence and know what's actually going on. Yeah. But right now... Right now, is it just that rental, the car rental from some years for him, ago? The most serious charge is the car rental that they have evidence to tie in. The other RICO charge, 
that's where we're waiting for the evidence. But right now, the only evidence they have for the Rico charge is his social media accounts, his lyrics, mm-hmm. which do perpetuate a lot of Rico because it says slime stuff in there. So, mm. but we wait and see. 